Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast. Time to talk some round 17s. Round seven teams. Chris Kennedy in the studio with Don Brock, who's had his feet up on the couch, I think, for the last couple of weeks. Don, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, CK. Good to be back. I'm a little uh, sleep deprived with a young at home now, but um, ready to talk some fantasy. First up, um, big thanks to Richie, who filled in admirably in the last few weeks. He's become a crowd, you know, fan favourite already. Yes. Superstar performance, uh, instant impact. He's the Britain Nakora of uh, fantasy podcasts, I think. <laughs> That's high praise indeed, and <laughs> obviously congratulations as well for myself on your newly arrived young one. Let's dive into some teams, and it starts off with the uh, Anzac Day blockbuster. The Roosters up against the Dragons, both teams in pretty handy form. Um, Roosters got the job done with a, a very understrength team last week against Melbourne, absolute belter of a side. They've um, got a few returning this week, uh, including Jake Friend at hooker, but they've lost Luke Keary due to a, a nasty head knock last week, forcing Latrell Mitchell into the uh, the halves role. Joey Manu back in the centres. Mitch Orbison stays there because of the Latrell move. Um, Radley returns to lock. Um, I think that's about the main ones. What are your thoughts on uh, the Roosters? Yeah, I think they can just, they feel like they can pick whatever team they want and they can yeah, beat basically. anyone these days. They were played without four or five uh, first choice players last week and beat the Storm. So, um, yeah, great team. Uh, they'll be great again uh, this week. Um, yeah, Latrell Mitchell, he's really popular again in fantasy this uh, year. He uh, got a 50 last week, including that match winning field goal from miles out um, at the death. Um, James Tedesco has been a little under his best, still mm. pretty solid, scoring mid-40s, I think, but uh, he's a lot cheaper than he was uh, before round one, so one to keep an eye on if you haven't got him yet. Otherwise, no other other you know, big buys in that team. Jake Friend back is big if you've held on to him. Yeah, assuming most people haven't because he's been out for a while. Yep. Um, Lachlan Lamb's on the bench, which I'd assume at some point he comes into the starting side, which would push Latrell back to the centres maybe. That Although would make sense. I think they've done that twice, and uh, the first time it was sort of half a game each way, and the second time was a close game, and, and I think Troll basically played the whole game at 5-8, yeah. and, and Lamb got on right in the last... Three or four minutes. Robbo described it as the best three minutes off the bench. <laughs> I'm sure he's being cheeky or not. Um, had a few questions about Siddeley Tapunia. I have yeah. no idea if I'm saying that correctly. He was very, very good last week. Probably worth noting that um, with a few players still to return, so you'd think if Kiri comes back, trail to the centres, Orbo to the forwards, Tapunia's probably close to the, the first one back out. So I'd say job security issues there for those looking at him. Yeah, exactly. There's a reason he hasn't been playing you know, for the first part of the season before these injuries hit, so job mm. security, big risk. Yeah, great player, but obviously a lot of other great players in that squad when everyone's available. Yep. They're up against the Dragons, who I think are unchanged or close to it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going on here? Look, Cam McInnes obviously going extremely well um, since the start of the year. Yeah, he's going great, averaging mid-60s. Um, Blake Laurie's still making money, scoring mm. mid-40s, which is uh, good enough for year 17 at this time of the year. Um, break even still pretty low. Ben Hunt's reeled off a few big scores. Um, True. They're the big ones. Yeah, can't see too much else. Corey Norman's been solid. Michaela Ravalar was probably close to a sell. Host is very much a sell if you've still got him. Yeah. Um, Paul Vaughan going all right as yeah. well. Yeah, always really solid. Yeah. Um, yeah, so McKinnon's the best, but really expensive these days. For sure. Let's uh, head over to Melbourne for the second game of Anzac Day. Storm hosting the Warriors, as has become tradition of late. Um, Captain Cam was probably the um, the main one last week, even without goal kicking, yeah. which I think we worked out was a calf niggle. 
Uh, I think so, yeah. He was, um, I, I think they reckon he's going to be good to go this week with yeah. picking. But as you say, even, even without that, he still scored 77, so he could do that again. Um, he's usually quite good against the Warriors. He's lost a bit of cash this year, still not cheap, but 820 grand is good value for uh, Cameron Smith, um, traditionally the best or one of the top you know, two or three best scorers in fantasy. Um, yeah, he's a good get if you can get him. Kenny Bromwich has kind of flown under the radar. Most of us missed him because we thought Joe Stimson would come back and replace yeah. him at the start of the year, and he's made a ton of cash and if, scoring pretty well as well. Yeah, if you've had Kenny Bromwich since before round one, I'd like to borrow your crystal ball <laughs> because there was absolutely no indication that this was going to happen. Um, they take on the Warriors, who have named Roger Tuabasashek despite a reported possible hamstring strain. Um, Blake Green returns after a couple of weeks out, which I think will probably be good for Chanel Harris-Tavita's scores. I think he can get back to what he did on his debut in terms of running the game and, yep. sorry, running the ball and, and busting tackles rather than trying to control the game, mm-hmm. um, which I think probably has clouded him a, a little bit. Um, uh, anything else in there that's really Lachlan Burr's probably oh, yeah the Warriors Lachlan Burr is, is Melbourne's you know Kemi Bromwich just a speaking of crystal balls yeah good yeah luck if you got a bit that of one. a shock. Um, his case, a similar case where we thought Isaiah Papali'i would probably replace him in the starting team yeah. you know, at some point in the first few rounds, and it just hasn't happened. Burr's been great, getting big minutes, and his scoring is is getting better as the season goes mm. on. A couple of sixties in the last two weeks, uh, made a ton of cash. You'll probably get past three hundred grand in price rises next week. So kudos if you've got him. I don't. I don't think you do. No, I don't. I think uh, a few of us got burned by him when he was at the Titans and yeah. in and out of the team and missing quite a few tackles. But Players um, improve sometimes. So. Yeah, well, credit to Lachlan <laughs> Burr. He's been a real journeyman, sort of mostly reserve grader. He's not you know, a rookie by any stretch, but yeah. um, he's having a great season. So credit to a lot of hard work that he's put in. Um, next game is the Bulldogs up against the Cowboys. Bulldogs um, tried pretty hard in a, a bit of a dour game on Good mm-hmm. Friday against the uh, the Rabbitohs. So Nick Meaney is in at fullback despite a nasty cut to the finger in that game. Um, quite a few come downs, I think, in terms of a few players. Aidan Tolman was quite good um, after one off week the week before. Um, huge minutes for him. Um, Ofahiki Ogden scored a try but didn't really go a lot better score wise than he did the week before. Um, Jaden Ockenbaugh is causing lots of headaches for many people, myself he is. included. I've got a conspiracy theory about Jaden Ockenbaugh <laughs> Let's have involving Cameron Smith. Traditionally, Cameron Smith, the most popular player in fantasy. Everyone loves him. Everyone buys him round yep. one. This year, it hasn't happened. He's in one in five teams or something. Damian Cook's the new golden child. Yep. Uh, so I think Smith... The master manipulator, the smartest player <laughs> in the league, has taken his revenge out on fantasy players everywhere by letting <laughs> Ockenbaugh run over him twice, what, three weeks ago? Yep. And encouraged everyone to buy a rookie Bulldogs winger for fantasy. And then, obviously, he goes back to Bulldogs winger rookie scores, which is, what, 15, <laughs> 11, disaster. Single digits. And now Cam Smith just sits back laughing at all of us. Insane, but hopefully he scores 80 this week and proves me wrong. But um, yeah, he's been a bad buy, it turns out. Yeah, I don't think I'm quite selling him this week, but I'm definitely selling him next week if he doesn't meet his break-even, which is a very achievable, what, low 20s, I think, from memory? 23? Yep. Yeah. I really hope he gets more than that. They take on the Cowboys, who have uh, not too many changes either, I don't think. Fantasy-wise, is still very little of interest here. Uh, Michael Morgan's in a lot of teams and still going okay. Otherwise, not really. Yeah, Morgan's doing fine, getting mid-40s, kind of um, getting lowish scores, then boosting it with the odd 40-20, maybe a field goal. Um, yeah. You know, the odd try assist, so... 
Doing fine if you've got him. Still got a little bit of money to make. Um, Tom Alolo's there in the reserves this week. Yeah, it's um, not as drastically early as what it felt like. It was a six to ten week or about five weeks ago, yeah. so he's sort of getting close. Yeah, so you'd still guess he probably doesn't make the cut, but mm. you know they give him a chance, so that would be big news if he gets in. But other than that, yeah, it's pretty much Morgan and otherwise avoid the Cowboys at this point. Absolutely. Uh, the second Friday game, the Panthers take on the Rabbitohs. Panthers run down late against the Sharks. Uh, a lot going wrong out there at the moment. Um, Caleb Akins, who uh, got, I think, 60 fantasy points, about 300 run metres in his one debut game, Last season comes in because uh, Dean Farr is out with a hamstring strain and Dallin Watanis Lesniak has been moved to the centres. Uh, Fantasy-wise, Nathan Cleary wants to score. I think we probably said on the podcast once or twice, I know Richie's a, an owner, yep. um, basically stick solid for now. He's going to come good at some point, and that certainly was the case against the Sharks. Yeah, definitely. Um, and just, you know, if the Panthers actually start playing really well and winning a lot of games, you know, his scoring can really take off, as it did in the second half of last year, so... Good signs there. Uh, his average up is up past 50. It should keep improving if he plays anything like he did uh, last week. Um, he's the main gun. Fisher Harris has been a yeah another kind of underrated player, scoring regular 50s, mid 50s. So um, again, kudos if you've got him. Not necessarily a you know urgent buy or anything, but. Um, mm. Is playing like a gun at the moment. I think he's probably slightly more in the Dalfinukin category yeah. of overachieving a little bit and yeah. probably going to revert a tiny bit as the season goes on. But yeah, if you've got him, then you're certainly enjoying the ride. They're up against South, who are good enough to get the job done against the Dogs last week. Um, pretty much unchanged here again, I think. They keep naming George Burgess in the run-on side mm. before benching him. Um, Corey Allen had a decent score. I think probably his best score so far. He's been fairly quiet, but he had a couple of line breaks. Um, Fantasy-wise, Damian Cook's obviously the big gun. Cameron Murray came good. Um, Sam Burgess in a lot of teams probably want to think about upgrading at some point, depending on how much work he's going to get on that edge. Yeah, the good sign for Murray is that he didn't get a line break or a try and he still got a good score, which wasn't the case in the first few rounds. Like, he, he scored well all year, but... With attacking stats. With attacking yeah. stats. So you want him to be able to do that or have a decent base without those attacking stats and... It was a good sign he could do that. Uh, Cook, as you said, was great, and he's going to be a gun again this year. I was hoping Cook might shed a bit more cash than what he has. So it might be tougher to get him into my side than what I was planning on when I left him out in the uh, the early stages. Uh, next game is up at Tamworth. I'm actually flying up to cover this one for NRL.com. Looking forward to it. Uh, West Tigers up against the Titans. Um, both involved in blowout scores on the weekend. Tigers on the wrong end of it, mm. pasting at the new Bankwest Stadium from Parramatta, and Titans ended up running to a big win over the Knights. Tigers have uh, possibly no changes or very similar. No changes, I yeah. believe. Um, so Benji's still out. Um, yeah, no one's really paid the penalty for the, the drubbing. It's just, just an off day, really, for the, the Tigers. They had a couple of head knocks. Robbie Farrer and Luke Garner both went off. Reportedly passed the HIA test, but because they showed immediate signs of concussion when the uh, collisions happened, they weren't allowed to return. So very bad news if you had Farrer and worse news if you captain him, but uh, he should be a hold and uh, hopefully back to scoring well this weekend. Yeah, and the same goes for Garner, as you say. Some people saw he's 38 and think, oh, you know, he's... Run of big scores has come to an end, but he was doing all right before he went off, you know, in the second half at some point, midway through the second, the second, second half. half yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's probably a hold as well. Um, Alex Twile had his first kind of 
okay score in a while. He was mm. scoring great before then. Um, Thirty nine on the weekend on Monday. I mean, in that that game, they it just got a destroyed. So bit of a write off. Yeah, they were take everything with a great defending assault. the whole time and didn't get a chance for his sort of hit ups to, to balance out his his tackles. So um, it probably makes him less of an urgent buy in terms of his price rises for those that want to jump on. But if you've got him, then absolutely uh, don't don't panic. Yep. They're up against the Titans, who um, enjoyed a really positive game against the Knights. Um, Score-wise, what do we got? Cartwright and Arrow in the, the mid-40s is probably overs for one of them and others for the other one of them. Um, Fantasy-wise, not too much else. Mitch Rain going okay, but not probably as good as owners would like. Yeah, it's another case of... Um, uh, so Rain got 38 against the Knights, but the Titans blitzed him, and, and his points come from tackles, and he Correct. didn't have to do that much tackling, so... Uh, he could improve that uh, this week unless they blitz the Tigers, which is uh, a chance. Um, yeah, Ryan James's injury, so he's out for the season. I yeah, don't think it shocker. really, uh, you know, shocking for him, obviously, and for the Titans. I don't know if it has major ramifications for fantasy. Kevin Proctor just comes straight back in this week. Yeah. Um, there's, what's his name, Whitbread on the bench, which some people are discussing as a possible cheapie. He's got a couple of scores mm. around 40 in about 40 minutes. Um, yeah. I'm not sure on his minutes when Jared Wallace comes back. Well, that's my next, next thing. Yeah, Jared Wallace has still got to come back, which um, is another name into that forward pack. And I'm not sure if Jared Whit- Whitbread's the first name to, to drop off that bench when that happens. I suspect, suspect he probably is, unless he has another good weekend. So definite um, job security issues to, to worry about for him. Uh, next game is the Broncos up against the Sharks. Broncos in a little bit of a hole. Uh, team-wise, Payne Haas named to start again. Matt Lodge, uh, who missed last week with some kind of throat injury, is on the reserves list, so he could be a late inclusion. Uh, Tom Deard and the halfback also in the reserves. Haven't quite found mm. out quite the, the, the specifics around him in terms of if he's in the top 30, if he's available, because there's other players unavailable and he's got an exemption or if they've actually promoted him. But uh, definitely one to keep an eye out for in terms of the uh, the late mail because he could be a you know a potential you know round seven cash cow if he does come in. Yeah, definitely. Um, the news there on Haas is is great. Even with Lodge in the reserves, it's a good sign that Haas is named to start again. Better sign that he played 80 minutes at, in the front row last week, which yeah. is pretty staggering, especially for someone uh, at his age. So... Great signs there. He's made a lot of cash already. He's going to keep going. His break even's in the minus what minus twenty four, which is yeah, huge, crazy. So even if he gets thirty or something, he'll get a massive price bump again this week. So get on him if you haven't got him already. Um, that's about it. Flegler back to the bench. His price rises may have just about petered out. Yeah, he's not a certainly not an urgent sell, but no. he's probably in that category of he's about ready if you uh, need the spot for another cash cow that you could just about flick in. Probably got a few more dollars to scrape together, but unless he hits another 50-plus like he did back in round two or whenever it was, he's uh, he's just about peaked. Um, they take on the Sharks, who are pretty fantasy-relevant this year. Um, Britton Nakora, who's just been the story of the season, the, you know, the absolute cash cow of the year so far, um, is out to a one-week suspension. It's a, um, a suspension that wouldn't have kept him out except for he had priors incurred in the lower grades. But he also had what appeared to be a pretty nasty back strain 
around about half time. Didn't slow him down in the second half last week against Penrith, but um, I'm sure the week off won't hurt him, just given the, the workload that he's had so far this year. Uh, Will Ken- Kennedy gets another game at fullback with Matt Moreland still out, which means um, it's great news for, for Bronson Sherry, who's rocketed up that um, sort of pecking order. Um, he's pushed Dugan to the wing and Sione Katoa out of the side. So basically there's no one to come back from injury that's going to threaten Sherry's place. So I assume he's uh, safe for now. And obviously Andrew Fafida, a big score with a try despite a cloud over a hamstring strain last week. Yeah, it's very kind of the Sharks when uh, Nakora's out and everyone's missing a centre this week to provide Bronson Sherry, who's the obvious <laughs> uh, replacement if you haven't got him yet. As you say, his job security looks great all of a sudden. Like his score was great last week, uh, 59, but mm. almost even better is the fact that he got there just on form. You know, they've dropped Katoa and reshuffled the back line to fit him in. So uh, really yep. good signs there that he'll be there, you know, long term. Um, he's one of their better young players. So uh, I expect him to stay all year. So probably another buy if you haven't got him uh, yet. Uh, and for feeder, I mean, how good is he? Yeah, We all thought he was injured. People were obviously not captaining him last week. Mm. People thought he could drop out of the team altogether. And instead he reels off 71 points. So again, another captaincy option. Time for my little woe is me story. I took the arm end off for Fedex. I was worried about his hamstring strain. Put it on Jake Travojevic. Meant to put it on Bateman and then forgot. Uh, ended up with Travojevic's 42 doubled. I think 11 of my 12 other starting players scored better than Jake Travojevic. It's got to almost be some sort of record when you haven't copped an injury. Anyway, live and learn. Mm-hmm. Um, elsewhere in that side, Capewell's still going really well. He's definitely a hold. Yeah. 250 plus scores in a row. I think that about covers off on the Sharks. Uh, 2 p.m. Sunday, we go out to Lotto Land. Seagulls up against the Raiders. Uh, Manly probably a bit unlucky not to get the win last week. Ruben Garrick also a bit unlucky. He ended up getting pinged for five errors, some of which were probably 50-50s. But minus two for him has certainly brought his price rises to a shuddering halt for now. Um, Daly Cherry Evans is the top-scoring player in fantasy and the most expensive player in fantasy after six rounds. Yeah, absolutely. Flying, doing everything uh, in the halves for Manly. Uh, Garrick, as you said, his, um, his break-even's now up at 30, so he needs you know a couple of good scores, really, to start mm. getting decent price rises. And, um, yeah, one to sell, probably, if you're looking at another cheapie elsewhere, like Sherry. Um, yeah, what are the odds now? You'll take the captaincy off Jake, and uh, he'll pile out, you know, pile on a 80, yeah, 90, 100. Yeah, two tries and 90-something, probably, it, now that I'm taking he, it off him. He and Marty DePauw have both lost a lot of cash this year. They've mm. both been all right, scoring low 50s, but um, dropped about 100 grand on their starting prices. So, again, could be players to keep an eye on if you want to snap them up later yep, on. for sure. And uh, Corey Waddell on the bench is great, yeah. scraping up some handy price rises now. Good little um, try assist for DCE last yes, week as well. Good, good little legs. offload. Um, they take on the Raiders, who've been very impressive this year, equal share of top spot on the ladder. Uh, Charles Nickel Klockstadt named at fullback, um, forged ahead through a nasty-looking hyperextended knee last week to it looked like it's going to be a low score. He finished up with 47 again, which was pretty handy. Um, Joey Leilua in vintage Leilua form, um, plenty of tries and busts and so on coming his way at the moment. Um, so he's pumping out some good scores. Um, John Bateman, who I touched on earlier, his first try, I think that was of the yeah. year, and 80, just absolutely sensational stuff. It's almost hard to believe it's his first try when you've seen what his scores have been this year. Mm. Um, he had that monster 90-something effort against the Knights yeah. uh, about a month ago. So, yeah, great game from him again. Uh, he'll probably be my captain again this week. Will it be yours? Yeah, I think probably on form. I'm going uh, to take a pun on, on Bateman, who's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, worth touching on Ryan Sutton, another Englishman who yeah. got his first try on the weekend. Fielded questions on him uh, during your absence in the podcast, and we're pretty lukewarm on him. 
Um, just in terms of probably the, the amount of upside he had, um, obviously a try last week boosted him, but um, he's, I think he's picked up dual position this week and he's putting out some handy scores. So if you jumped on, probably happy with him. I don't know if I'd cancel him as a buy, though. I think in the games that... Because uh, Joe Tappanay is out for a while. Yeah. Uh, in the games that he's been out and Sutton started it, Look, he's scored quite well, I think. Um, a couple of 40s. He had a lowish score. I think two it was two ago. mid 40 scores and then one sort of 34 ish and then back to a good score on the weekend with a try. Yeah. So, I mean, the, try, the, the score would have been, again, mid 40s, I think, without that try. He got mm. 52. So, um, yeah. solid, not spectacular, but, you know, definitely value for money for, for what his price is. For sure. Um, your Knights and my Eels do battle on Sunday. We can Sunday skip this after. game, can't we? We'll discuss this. <laughs> Look forward to talking about it next week. I'll say that now. I could out with egg my face. Mm. Uh, Knights have made no changes, despite being a bit disappointing, but there's a few guys in the reserves who could come in. Um, Sione Matauti are coming back from an injury. Um, Mason Lenor putting pressure on Connor Watson in the halves, and Tao Tao Mong has played, I think, two-ish games back in Canterbury Cup from injury. Might mm. be three, I'd have to check, but he's getting closer to a return to uh, NRL as well, uh, fantasy-wise, probably Pong is the the main one after his best score of the year. He is. You described their form as a bit disappointing, which is uh, very kind. I think <laughs> after that uh, game against the Titans, uh, they were not good, but Ponga still was. Um, his scores at fullback have been great, as we kind of predicted. Um, at the back, his scoring is a lot better than it was at five eighth. Yep. Seventy-one last week, fifty-one the week before. Uh, 60 before that so um, yeah probably time to get Ponga if you haven't got him yet Um, I mean there's a lot of trade-ins as I've mentioned three already that are just Mm. about must-haves but um, yeah one to get at some point Uh, he will play Origin but even so he'll be one of the top scoring fullbacks and he's pretty cheap after that slowish start to the year yep Um, another one price hasn't dropped hasn't uh, gone back up too much since the bottom out either fortunately I thought it would have jumped a bit more after that 71 to be honest but um yeah, still pretty good value. Um, likewise is Mitchell Pierce, who's lost a lot of money. The thing with him is he isn't scoring any points yet. Um, yeah, he's I think it's still on the, the watch 30s. list, I think. Exactly. So if the Knights do turn things around and he starts uh, getting those 50s that you know he usually does, then he's going to be a bargain, but um, it's a big if at this point. And uh, David Clem is the other one who yeah. is Rock very solid. consistent this year. I don't think he scored under 50 in any games, mm. which there's not that many players you can say that about this year. And he's yeah. not traditionally a big fantasy scorer. So, Well, his tackle counts were rubbish at the Dogs. He was sort of getting yeah. 17 or 20 tackles a week, but he's uh, actually sort of maintained his running game, but pretty much doubled his tackle yeah, counts. His minutes are up. And with no demerits, like he's not getting penalised. He's not missing tackles. So he's been great. He has. So, um, again, I'm not really considering buying him, but a lot of people have got him already and they've you know, mm. hit the jackpot, really. Obviously, we'll play Origin, which is starting to become a consideration sure. when you're making trades in round seven. But, um, yeah, if you're not worried about that, he's, he's scoring great. They take on the Eels, who uh, a few guys here had their scores inflated by some uh, monster attacking stats in that 51-6 to result. Uh, notably, Mitch Moses, who was just chalking up numbers in pretty much every category, uh, got 97. He hasn't scored less than 50 when the Eels have won this year, so mm, his two poor stat. scores have come uh, the Roosters' loss and then obviously the um, the Canberra game when they didn't have the ball. No one scored too well for, for Parramatta in that one. But, um, yeah, monster scores when, uh, when the Eels are going well. Uh, Blake Ferguson's the main team change. He comes back in to take Josh Hoffman's spot. Um, Dan Alvaro, named to start, got about 30 seconds on the weekend. Uh, not too keen to talk too much about Daniel Alvaro at the moment. Um, elsewise, uh, Michael Jennings had a big score, yeah. but again, boosted by two tries. Um, Sean Lane has come good after a bit of a sluggish 
you know, slump for a couple of weeks. Uh, near Corey Price, uh, sorry, score was probably dented a bit by the um, the HIA, but he's going okay as well. Yeah, Reid Marnie's the other one. Uh, big score on the weekend, 68, uh, yeah, of making course. a lot of money. Um, yeah, Moses, we've talked about before. He's had little runs of really mm. good form. Um, last year in patches, year before the end of that season, um, had about five weeks at the end of the year that was uh, really strong. So, um, you know, if you expect the Eels to continue to play well, and they looked fantastic on Monday, then uh, there's no reason those um, biggish scores can't continue. I mean, the 97 was just massive. It was yeah. just having fun at the end, just getting a field goal, just for the hell of it. Just, just to show that he can. Exactly. So, um, yeah, one of those point of difference kind of options maybe if you're looking for a half that's not one of those established fantasy superstars. Yeah. Uh, not going to dwell too much on Alvaro, but obviously plenty of questions via the old Twitter machine about his... Um, there was a glitch from stats and he was included as a did not play rather than a, a one, which I think's mostly been corrected. I think the result's going to be that his price can't change this week for possible team-breaking reasons, yep. I'm not sure. But his break-even uh, will be so high that it will change next week. Yeah, so if you've in the one or so percent of people that have got him, you get a free hit at selling him before his price drops. If he was in, involved in a head-to-head, then that's all been corrected. Um, time to get into some Twitter questions. Uh, start off with someone who came in via the early mail who was asking... Um, sorry, if I can just pull this one up. Oh, if you're too busy eating e- uh, Easter eggs over the weekend, you miss Payne Haas. Is it too late? I may have paraphrased a bit about the Easter eggs. Uh, it is not too late, is the short answer. His break-even is minuscule. Yeah. Uh, what did I say? Minus 24 yeah. or something. He's looking so must-have, isn't he? He is definitely making money this week. Uh, he's If he does start, and if he plays anything like 80 minutes, um, he's going to make a ton of cash, probably a hundred grand or something this week. So, uh, yeah, I would probably buy him if I didn't have him already. Yep. I think it's, uh, certainly this week's the week to get him if you don't, but, um, yeah, jump on, uh, Ben Jones writes in Jake Travojevic or David Klemmer. Who's better to bring in? Normally I'd say Travojevic in a heartbeat, but at the moment yeah. almost Klemmer. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough one. You're balancing recent form up against, you know, years of, of mm. fantasy experience where, you know, Clem is not a new player. He's played a lot of seasons in the NRL and he's never really been a fantasy um It's force. always been that just here below yeah, the, the real... a better player in real life than he is in fantasy, mm. whereas uh, Jake Dubrovich has been great at both. Um, I'd probably still lean towards Jake just based on that, but, you know, it's pretty... You know, 50-50 at this stage. Yeah. I'll say Clemmer just to be contrary. Yeah, why not? Sam Poole writes in, uh, with Roger Tuovasa-Shek in doubt, um, bringing Corey Allen in for Jaden Ockenbaugh, does that make sense? Would I be better off bringing in someone like Matt Dufty? Uh, probably a no to Dufty without looking at his price. Yeah, same. Uh, Corey Allen, uh, I think his break-even's about one. He'll make some cash. Um, mm. Hasn't looked like scoring much at, yeah. at this point. Yeah, and we have been you know, burned by a few cheap wingers already this season so it's a bit risky um in saying that Ockenbohr is not gonna make much more cash either so Mm. I mean I prefer a safer bet like a Sherry if you haven't got him obviously a different position but yeah um, but if you need a cheapie then you know Alan's not a bad one yep uh Wayne Curtis uh starts off bragging about his score and then says I want to get rid of Garrick or Ravalawa any cheap cash he's coming through you would suggest well, happy to sell those two, but I'm not sure about too many more cheap cashies coming in. Yeah, it's not a week with many obvious bargains. I think Zach Lomax might be a chance of playing at some point. I don't know what's his yeah. price gone down to. Um, for the ra- one reason, he can kick goals and 
Yeah. The Dragons clearly missed the goal kicker on the weekend. Um, but he's not named to start. So there's no, you know, some weeks there are a lot of uh, really cheap options that you mm. can get. And some We've weeks had a lot aren't. pretty much every week until this until is this the week. first week we have another, you know, four or five different yeah. great pickups. The must have guys are Haas and, and Sherry, and they're both already past 300 grand. Yep. Uh, Uncle Two Beers writes in, how far away is Braden Burns? I'm still holding him, and what's happening with Seguiaro? Uh, a few more weeks for Burns, I think. Yeah, probably closer to four weeks than two. I think yeah. he's. Um, I think he's probably still a sell if you've still got him. It was a, a nasty uh, hammy tear that he picked up. Um, Seguiaro just isn't in the squad at the moment. I don't think they've got another couple of hookers who are yeah. doing pretty well. Wouldn't worry about him for fantasy. Uh, Dylan writes in, still holding on to Dylan Brown. Trade him out for Bronson Sherry or trade out Ravalawa for Sherry. Um, I think from the last I heard, Dylan Brown is the absolute best five to six weeks away even from now and it could still end up being a couple of months I think stress related bone bruising is not something you want to mess around with when you're an 18 year old athlete yeah and clearly they can uh, win games without him at this point mm. Parramatta so no need to rush him back uh, yeah I'd only really keep him if you wanted to use use him for a loophole but I mean I sold him as soon as he got injured yep. I think he's probably the one to sell Ravalawa has not been playing the house down but um, his break even still pretty low he can still make a bit of money yeah. I'd, I'd sell Brown first uh, 100% uh, question on Joy Whitbread coming in from C Mitch 46 uh, a couple of decent scores negative break even should I consider him um, and trade out Jacob Host or should I hold Jacob Host and hope he scores a try <laughs> yeah a try is probably what Host needs at yeah, this point the bench to uh, get a decent score do it. Um, yeah Whitbread as we mentioned he's played a couple of games uh, played about 38-39 minutes in both games uh, scored I think 35 and 44 mm. something like that um, good numbers uh, it's really down to job security so he'll be on that Titans bench um, when Jared Wallace comes back someone has to drop out and it might be him it might be Max King or someone else but um, it is a gamble if you bought him now he, he could be out of the team next week yeah exactly um Michael NRL Made in China writes in, is Bronson Sherry still a buyer? What are his chances of holding a spot when Moylan is back? Yes um, and good. Yes and good, I agree. It was an easy <laughs> one. Moses Engatoa writes in, setting up for the round 12 buy um, in terms of potential keepers, looking at Jack Whiten and Junior Paulo trading out uh, Ravalawa and Jordan Kahu. Yeah, now this is where it starts getting into... Um, I mean, it depends how many trades and things, but generally I wouldn't look at buy players, buy round players, so those guys are playing in mm. round 12 when half the comp isn't playing, um, ahead of just genuine keepers. I prefer to yeah. focus on keepers and cash cows you know, at all times and before round 12, you know, favour players who are going to play in round 12, but mm. I wouldn't go out of my way to get a Jack Whiten or a Junior Polo who are both, you know, good players, pretty good fantasy scorers, but you want really good fantasy scorers and... If you get a Whiten, um, you'll probably sell him again with no increase on his value after round 12. Mm. So it's burning a couple of trades for a, a non-keeper. Yep, agree. Bronx fan 21 is uh, Crichton worth holding off on for another week. I assume uh, thinking about leaving Angus Crichton for another week before you buy him, and I'd say that's fine. Definitely. Um, yeah, you really want him to see him, see him score a couple of 50s in a row probably before you consider getting Angus Crichton this year. Yep. Daniel Doughton uh, is off a Hickey Ogden still worth a pickup, seeing his price and likelihood to play the first buy round. Uh, maybe what's his price? It's not. It's he's not 
it's not getting out of hand too quickly. Yeah. He's got he's pretty good sort of points per minute wise. I can't see him getting even while Dylan Narp is out getting more than about forty minutes. Um, unless they get some real sort of injury woes. Yeah, so his average is thirty. He got forty two on the weekend. He costs three hundred and fifty grand. Mm. So he's not uh, base price, break even at five. So he'll make a bit of money. Um, ideally, you want to make 100, 150 grand and up yeah. from a cash cow. I'm not sure if he'll make that much, but he'll definitely make something. So mm. He'll go up a bit. He'll go up a bit. I don't know. Even if you bought him last week, I think you're sort of stretching it for the two trades. I think this week's probably um, too late to, to justify the, the trade. When there are in. guys like Haas who are making mm. you know massive coin, I'd yeah. lean that way first. And you, once Napa's back, you're going to have to sell him urgently yeah, to quick. start dropping ca- cash yep. so you won't be able to sort of sit on him for a bit yep good point uh luke writes in to pow out for callum ponger and then upgrade garrick to whiten or possibly laurie um i don't Ooh. care for too much of that yeah um to pow out is a gamble he hasn't been as good as he you know was in previous years but he's yeah. still averaging 51 52 that's pretty much keeper level um Ponga is a great buy, but try to get him some other way, ideally. Mm. Um, the second trade looked pretty shaky. Yeah. Upgrade Garrick, yes. Upgrade Garrick, yes. Buying Whiten and Laurie, no. Nah, Laurie's, I mean, he's a cash cow, really, that's made yeah. most of his cash, so I think you've missed him. Um, yeah, look Whiten just discussed, just a tier below uh, someone you want to bring into your team. Yep. Um, captaincy question from Jack Ziard, who has Fafita, Bateman, Ponga, Arrow, RTS, and contemplating a Smokey in Mitch Moses. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Fafita or uh, Bateman? Flip a coin? Yeah, I, I mean, agree. Bateman worked out pretty well last week, so yep. might stick with that. With, with some attacking stats, although Fafita had plenty of attacking stats too. Um, Arrow, I think, is probably just not as good of an option as those first two guys. Ponga maybe a little bit risky. Roger Tuovasa-Shek still, as far as I'm aware, in a bit of doubt with a hamstring injury. Mitch Moses could get 115 or he could get 30. I'm not exactly. really, it's definitely a gamble. Um, starting to get to the end of the questions, we've got Sam Colgan writes in, who do I sell out of Ockenbor, Sivo or Ravalawa um, for which keeper half under 700 grand? Sivo uh, is still making money. Had a good score yeah, on don't, Monday. Don't sell him. Only if you know you can't afford a trade any other way. Um, Ockenbor, I think, has probably stopped. Um, yep. Ravalawa is just about stopped, so maybe Ockenbor first. Yep. Uh, Alexandra Korsh writes in, have I missed the Chanel Harris-Tavita boat, or is he still worth getting? Um, I think it's getting close to... It's getting close to miss. Probably hasn't quite missed yet. Um, his break even still about zero minus one actually. So mm. he's still going up, but he's yeah. still going up. Again, his price is already three seventy. Ideally, you want to get cash cows closer to three hundred grand than four hundred grand, just to make the most you know money you can out of them. But um, uh, yeah, if you've got the other the other cash cows that are in demand this week, then he's. Not a bad one to get. Yeah, for sure. Um, might wrap it up there. Apologies to anyone else who asked questions and we didn't get to them. Um, plenty more good fantasy stuff to come uh, through the week and into the weekend. Fantasy preview video on Wednesday. Lone Scout Q&A on Thursday. Obviously, our other podcast, Stephen Renoff on Wednesday. Jamie Soward on Friday. Um, and all your late mail needs uh, on NRL.com rolling away through the weekend. Dom, welcome back to the, the podcast. Good to have you back in the studio. Good to be back. A bit sleep deprived, but um, yeah. Hopefully after this weekend, I'll be right back into it 100%. Outstanding. Enjoy your uh, Anzac Day weekend football, everyone. We'll see you next week. Best of luck.